The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for June 14th, 2023. Well, Lance Lynn against the Dodgers on Tuesday night looked exactly what Lance Lynn's 2023 season suggested it would look like. He gave up a pair of two-run homers to fall behind, and then he left a jam for Garrett Crochet in the sixth inning because Pedro Grafal always insists Lynn throws 100 pitches. It didn't really matter in this case because the White Sox offense showed few signs of life against Tony Gonsolin while trailing 4-0, and they didn't really perk up at any point over the final four innings. They did manage to spoil the shutout on their penultimate batter of the game, but they still lost in that fairly predictable fashion in the series opener Dodger Stadium 5-1. The White Sox only totaled three hits and two walks, and one of those hits should have been an error. In fact, the Dodgers' infield defense was ugly all around. Mookie Betts became the latest infielder to underestimate Jake Berger's speed, firing late, high, and wide on a routine bouncer to short in the second inning. Miguel Vargas gave Yohan Mankata an infield single on a grounder to second because he didn't want to wait for Freddie Freeman to turn around, so he threw to Gonsolin, who didn't expect to have to get the out at first. In the ninth, Taylor Scott should have been able to erase Andrew Vaughn's double when he snagged a Moncada comebacker and seemingly had Vaughn trapped between second and third. But Vaughn is so slow that he can bend time. He continued toward third without hesitation, and Scott took so much time throwing to third that he managed to be late. A Yasmani Grandal sack fly scored Vaughn, but the Sox couldn't take advantage of any other miscue. They only had four at-bats with runners in scoring position and went 0 for 4. That magnifies Lynn's problems getting started. Updating his stats after Tuesday night, he's now given up 19 runs in 14 first innings this year. Still, it doesn't seem like he'll be getting DFA'd anytime soon because he can still go an unsatisfying five innings every time out, and nobody else in the Sox system can say the same. The bigger problem remains the offense, which likely would have wasted a quality start even after accounting for the butterfly effect. Because Lynn managed to go five innings on the road, Griffal only had to use two relievers, Crochet for two, and Tanner Banks to close it out. So all high-leverage candidates will have plenty of rest the next time they have a lead. Hopefully it'll be sometime this series. In the meantime, the White Sox fell back to 10 games below 500, and they'll try to get back to single digits with another pitching matchup that doesn't bode well. Mike Clevenger against Clayton Kershaw. Clevenger hasn't been that bad, and if Max Muncy remains out of lineup, that's one big power lefty who won't be able to hurt him, but Kershaw looks every bit like the future Hall of Famer, leading the National League in wins with 8, along with a 2.95 ERA and 93 strikeouts over 76 and one-thirds innings. 
This game will be on ESPN at 9.10 p.m. Central and will be hosting a playback watch party so you can ignore the national broadcast with us. Details to follow. Before he gets the minor league scores, a couple of health updates. Grafal said Aloy Jimenez was mostly available on Tuesday, so hopefully that means he plays on Wednesday, which would be his first action in a week. As for Liam Hendricks, there's no structural damage in his elbow, so while he will remain on the injured list with right elbow inflammation, it looks like rest is the only course for now. What's troubling is that Hendricks said that his elbow has been sore throughout his rehab stint, which seems to contradict Rick Hahn saying, quote, This is perhaps the most thoroughly vetted return to play of any player in certainly my recent history, unquote. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Down on the farm, Oscar Colas broke out of his malaise by helping the Charlotte Knights beat the Durham Bulls 10-7. He went 3-for-5 with a homer and two doubles, so he ended a homerless drought dating back to May 9th. The Birmingham Barons stormed back from a 6-1 deficit at the stretch to the shock that Chattanooga lookout 7-6. Jose Rodriguez went 3-for-5 with a double and two RBIs. The Winston-Salem Dash took advantage of five errors to beat Asheville 9-2. Wilfred Veras went 2-for-3 at the walk in a stolen base, while Cole Seamus pitched six innings of two-run ball, striking out eight. The Canapolis Cannonballers were doubled up by the Down East Wood Ducks 4-2, but Jacob Burke extended his on-base streak. He's reached safely in every single one of the 25 games he's played this year, going 2-for-3 at the homer, double, and a stolen base on Tuesday night. And in rookie ball action, both the Arizona Complex League and Dominican Summer League White Sox affiliates lost by scores of 4-2. Luke Schilling made a rehab appearance for the ACL team and threw a scoreless inning. Around the league, the reverse boycott at Tuesday night's Oakland A's game allowed fans to send a message, and the players rewarded them with a game they wanted to see. The A's scored single runs in the 7th and 8th innings to beat the Tampa Bay Rays 2-1 in front of 27,759 well-organized fans who brought horns and cowbells and chants and stickers of John Fisher to put in the urinals. It was bittersweet, a reminder of how lively Oakland can be, on the day when the A's finally started making legislative headway in their quest to get public funding for a ballpark in Las Vegas. By the way, the A's have won seven in a row, so they're no longer the worst team in baseball. That title belongs to the Royals, who lost their eighth straight game to fall to 18-49, whereas Oakland is 19-50. In other AL Central action, the Twins are back over 500 thanks to a Carlos Correa walk-off homer that gave Minnesota a 7-6 win over Milwaukee, so they're now five and a half games up on the White Sox. They also extended their division lead to 2.5 over Cleveland, which lost to San Diego 6-3. 
Elsewhere, the Mets' misery continued. They fell to five games under 500 by losing 7-6 to the Yankees, and reliever Drew Smith was ejected for a sticky stuff violation before his appearance in the seventh inning, so they'll have to play shorthanded for 10 days. Benches cleared in the Giants' 11-3 victory over the Cardinals in St. Louis, but it's hard to tell if Jack Flaherty was legitimately mad at Lamont Wade Jr. or whether he's frustrated that the Cardinals are even worse than the White Sox. The Cubs were on a favorable side of an 11-3 score, thumping the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Mariners pulled back to 500 with a 9-3 victory over the Marlins. The Phillies are within one game of breaking even after crushing the Diamondbacks 15-3, and Jose Abreu collected his 1500th career Major League hit in Houston's 6-1 triumph over the Nationals. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. You can visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game. The minor keys will feature the big changes in Baseball America's first revision of its White Sox prospect rankings, and I'll have posts about Major League Baseball exploring ways to cap the research and development gap in front offices, as well as more White Sox weirdness with Bob Nightingale. Also, a reminder that tonight you can watch the game with Sox Machine and from the 108 on playback. Go to playback.tv slash Machine, log in with your streaming or cable credentials, and you'll be on your way to hearing us talk over the game and chatting with us all the while. If you are new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And if you like what you hear and want to support what we do, you can do so at patreon.com slash Machine, where supporters get an ad-free version of the site and show with bonus content on both for as little as $2 a month. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.